Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Oh, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing good. I'm just, you know, working on my day moves. Oh, really? So did you wrap up the night moves? Or? Here's the thing. You, you're a Bob Seger fan, right, sure. Jesse? God, Jordan, if anyone listening knows one thing about me, it's how much I love Bob Seger, who I think is a rock and roll guy. And of course, the Silver Bullet Band. Yeah, sure. The, the band made famous by Burt Reynolds and his famous beer run in mm-hmm. the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. So, you know, like obviously, you know, we're all familiar with night moves. Right. Does the Silver Bullet Band, you know what the Silver Bullet Band's night move is? Hmm. Shooting a goddamn werewolf. That's <laughs> yeah. <what it> <laughs> on the, on certain, one night a month. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like Bob Seger obviously sings about night moves. And, you know, I don't know how closely you've listened to that song. I mean, I'm really familiar with it. I think mm-hmm. I've made that clear. Yeah. You know, it's about intracourse. I'm sorry, Jordan. Excuse me, Jordan. Sorry, I couldn't. You know, I can't uh, help but I can't help but notice you're uh, describing. I can't help but notice that you're describing the content of the song "Night Moves" by Bob mm-hmm. Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Mm-hmm. What is that song about? Um, it's about intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Which is how I say. By the way, <laughs> intercourse. By the way, I couldn't be more excited about the next Winter Olympics in mm-hmm. intercourse. Yes. <laughs> Incredible venue. Um, yeah, beautiful. Switzerland's beautiful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Intercourse. Yeah. So, you know, it's about, you know, obviously like making love, but also, you know, like drinking, dancing, wine, cheese, mm-hmm. fireworks, you right. know, all the... And, you know, like, all that's all well and good. And, you know, I've worked on my night moves. And, you know, my night moves are fine. But I feel like I've been neglecting my day moves. Do you have a coach or a mentor? No. I mean, I just I just go on YouTube and I search how-to night moves. <laughs> Got it. It's also what I do when I need to change a tire or <laughs> replace the uh, battery in my key fob. Just go to sense. YouTube. So, you know, I've been working on my night moves, and I feel like they've been pretty... I mean, they're not perfect. My night moves aren't perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm not about to go pro, but I mean, the night moves are fine. Everybody knows that you've got perfectly good night moves, at least anybody who's been down to that swimming hole. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Uh, For our guest that came up on a previous show, a guest had a dream about me at a swimming hole and I had a big dick. Anyway, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes there's... Truth in dreams, yep. Socrates said. <laughs> yep. So yeah, my in night the moves movie, have been Bill fine. And Ted's excellent adventure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. My night moves have been fine, but I mean, what about my day moves? Um, mm-hmm. I've been neglecting them. So you know, just these past couple of days, I've been working on my day moves. So we're talking like it's a little less about the intercourse and more about like going to Target, mm. going to the bank, mm-hmm. getting a quick but healthy lunch at Panera. Right. You know, day moves. Yeah. Formerly known as the St. Louis Bread Company. Really? Yeah. Are St. Louis known for their bread? No. I think that's why they changed it to Panera. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. What does Panera mean? <laughs> Honestly. Like bread in Latin or something? Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, just working on some day moves over here. How are your day moves? My day moves are pretty good. I mean, I have uh, go to the flea market. Yeah. Great day move. It's really great. That's one of the best day moves for talking to an autodidact. 
Mm, If you want to talk to somebody who sees the world their own way and has learned about it their own way, not through the traditional educational system. Sure. I've got, well, I mean, I brought some goodie bags to my neighbor. Okay. That's a good, that's a good day move. What was in the bag? Uh, Some stuff I bought at the Daiso, the Japanese dollar store. Hey, oh, that was, that's a great place for getting some little gifts for somebody. God, I fucking love that Japanese dollar store. Oh my mm-hmm. God, do I love that fucking place. Great place, great place. <laughs> that's what me and a guy in an anime t-shirt have most in common. Mm-hmm. I once got a coffee mug there that says Sip Sip Yummy on it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, rules. Sip, sip Sip Yummy. So yeah, I mean, maybe like we can work on some afternoon moves later. Yeah. That would be I'm great. Talking about herbal tea. <laughs> I was gonna say watching Die Hard on TBS. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's introduce our guest on the program. Find yeah. about find out about his moves. He's a Jordan Jesse Go legend, probably best known as uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. <laughs> I just like bringing up that credit. I just you do. You're ever the since only Lindsay, person who brings it up. <laughs> ever since Lindsay Pavlis, our former colleague, uh, told me about. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, the lawyer simulator game starring Sam Regal. I've been fixated on the fact that Sam played that character. He, of course, is also from the the monstrously popular podcast and video series Critical Role and its attendant television program, The Legend of Vox Machina, Sam Regal. Hi, Sam. Hey, it's Jordan and Jesse and the Goes. And the That's what I assume you guys are called. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's so great, to, so great to be back. How are your moves day, night, afternoon? You know, they've been rusty lately and, and repetitive. I feel like I'm in a, an in-day move rut, you know? Mm. There's, there's just a lot of, like, sweatpants and yeah. a lot of day, day laundry. I do laundry during the day because okay. I'm home all the time. Yeah. Good day move, though. Can I tell you a big change in my life recently, Sam? Yeah, what's up? I'll do a small load of laundry. I don't give a fuck. I'm around. You don't. You don't. You don't fill it to the brim. No. Like every reasonable human being. No, I got a medium sized pile. I'll toss it in there, and you know what? It lightens the burden. I used to feel like I had to fill it as much as possible. You're a monster. But that I, there's a setting on it that says like small load or something, right? Or yeah. or, or have a, I, I've yeah. never touched that setting, and I don't yeah, believe well, that most people never, have. You've never seen me down at the swimming pool. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, I haven't. I, I small load tattooed above my pubic bone. <laughs> <laughs> I found that it lightens the anxiety of folding and putting away the laundry afterwards because it's just a quick, it's just a quick whoop 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 whoop. You know, like a Three Stooges kind of deal, I guess. <laughs> Tell me this, because I've I've never used that fi- feature. It, does it take the same amount of time? Yeah. Does, it, does the cycle cycle the same amount? Smooth and easy. Of time? It's high efficiency, baby. Oh wow. H e. Can I get in here and break this tie? Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Jesse. Mm-hmm. I am with you a hundred. What? I am with you. I love a small load. I have not had. I what? only recently became a man who has an in-unit washer dryer. I'm doing. Little teeny loads all throughout the what? week. What? <laughs> yes. That would cause me so much stress. <laughs> There's leftover space that you could fill. It, it, that would drive me crazy with anxiety. What you understand, <laughs> Sam, what you need to understand is Jordan and I are home alone a lot and we're just getting <laughs> done, the wet bandits. Getting, <laughs> getting some small loads out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, it's exactly what you say, Jesse. It's a little like, 
hey, you know, I'm around for a little bit. I I can kind of like, I'm doing a task that I can kind of half pay attention to. Might as well throw in some kind of key things I know I'm going to need. And then, you know, that that prevents you from, you know, like killing a Sunday just on laundry. Right. Yeah, uh, that's that's as crazy to me as like, you know, the little the bit of honey that's at the bottom of the honey bear mm-hmm. towards the towards the end of its life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it kind of gets a little hard and hard to get out. And you got I scoop it out with a knife. I get that butter knife in there. I get that last little bit of of, of bear honey honey. But it seems like you guys would just throw it away. Just, just what are you just... doing with all your Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney money? <laughs> just get yourself a it's, new bear, buddy. It's not that I'm cheap. I just can't. Sam, I, that let me extra... put it this way: objection, Your Honor. <laughs> get yourself a new bear. I can't. I just can't. Yeah, no. You're you're you have your space is on your mind. Yeah. And I I appreciate that. This is you're correct. I mean, the the way we're doing it is probably like bad for the environment. It's probably, but yeah, it's one of those things where I'm you know like I'm just fine saying fuck it to the environment for wow. for this one now, this one case and Sam, a few other cases. Too. I don't I don't mean to throw my friend Jordan under the bus. Okay, but okay. I'm doing it high efficiency, so I'm fine. I'm oh, he, okay. so it's fine. <laughs> got it's it. Got fine. It, got it. It's great. It's uh, fine. Sam, I was watching your great. New television program, The Legend of Vox Machina. The Legend of Vox Machina, available now on Amazon Prime. That's the exact one. That's the exact one I was watching. (laughs) And I was watching Reacher, but go ahead, Jordan. (laughs) How dare you? How very dare you? Jesse, it's so much better than Reacher. It's so much better than Reacher. I don't know. Reacher makes this face. Reacher makes this face, and you're like, what does this face mean? He's like sort Mm -hmm. of smiling a little bit. He's so huge. Mm. What is he? I don't know what it means. <laughs> is he a big beefy you dude? You guys go watch Reacher and then look at this little face he makes. And you're like, what is this? Is he is he like stoked? He after, figured after you're finished with the legend of, of course, yeah, yeah, sure. Fox Machina. And you're just like looking for something else yeah. to watch on. And also yeah. get PBS Living because they have Craft in America, which is a wonderful show. <laughs> I was and there is a there is a scene in the first episode where your well, your character does a lot of singing. Yes. But then there's there's such a beautiful song in it, and I oh. I was blown away by your singing voice and was wondering about your training. Like, are you... Are, I was like, I guess I, I've known Sam for a while, but I didn't know that, like... I didn't know he could... I didn't know he had the pipes. Well, let me just tell you, I co-wrote all the music in this show, and... Really? Uh, it's great. It fucking rules. Thanks, friend. Yeah. I have been singing my whole life. I grew, I grew up doing musical theater as a kid. I mm. I did uh, my first professional play was I was in Pippin. Of this anecdote, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> in, a, in a dinner theater production at the Lazy Susan Dinner Theater in Woodbridge, Virginia. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Making $10 a show. And we had to perform while people would eat, and I could hear the, the spoons and forks a clattering while I was trying to perform. <laughs> and in many, many performances because they were all old people someone would faint or or pass out or (laughs) (laughs) from the exertion of eating linguine (laughs) i don't think the ac was very good there and they were they were they were heating up anyway i've been singing a long time and i was i did college acapella no wait what was your punny what was your what was your group's punny name it won't make sense it doesn't make sense it it, was like an inside joke with the college Yes, I went to the University of Virginia, which was founded by Thomas Jefferson, and he called it his great 
academical village. Mm. So we so we were the academical village people. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's a long walk for a yeah. very not, Listen, not pleasing. I payoff. it's dorky, but I imagine there are twenty listeners who have dorkier acapella group yeah. names than that. Give and us a call. 206-9844-FUN. What was your dorky acapella group name? I also I, I wanna say this. Our audience can't see Sam. Mm-hmm. But Sam on his face right now has a smile that I would describe <laughs> as, and in fact, I think the only way to describe it would be both profoundly ashamed and profoundly shameless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, both of those simultaneously about the, the uh, acapella group. That is a, it's an excellent observation and description because yes, both of those things hold true. It was, it was some of the best time of my life. I I believe it. I met my wife doing acapella. She was in the girls group. I was in the boys group. Yep. Uh, I met a a dude from my acapella group, Peter Habib is my co-writer on all the music on Legend of Vox Machina. No way. And he married my wife's sister. So now we are brothers-in-law from acapella brothers to actual brothers-in-law. This is the most sex anyone has ever had because of acapella. (laughs) (laughs) It's condensed into this one anecdote. (laughs) And this is, listen, this is said lovingly from two idiots who did improv. So, we didn't just do improv. We were the guys that put up flyers for improv. That's right. We went to all the bus stops with a staple gun. Yeah. Oh, man. Had to buy a staple gun, Sam. What did you close with? Yeah. Uh, My big number in the acapella group was Living on a Prayer Mm -hmm. by John Bon Jovi. Mm -hmm. And it was a big closer. Uh, It was a, as we used to call it uh, back then, a panty peeler. We don't, we would not. (laughs) We wouldn't say that. (laughs) We would would not say that now, obviously. Because you're married now. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. But at but, the, it was a different list. It, it was a different time. People were peeling time. off right. panties left and right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hurling panties them were, in acapella group. Panties were a lot stickier in the 90s. <laughs> right. We should yeah, explain. Sure. It's true. <laughs> what was your it's like true. high school theater like starring role? Okay, so in I went to the professional children's school in New York City. Oh. Um, and I, I went to a school uh, with very talented- The boss baby. Uh, <laughs> the most yep. professional went, child of all. <laughs> boss baby, sure. Yeah, he was in there. <laughs> no, my in my biology class was Tara Reed. Whoa. Uh, so cool. I, I, I went to school with uh, Sarah Geller, Sarah Michelle Geller wow. now, but Sarah Geller at the Dang. time. Hmm. Macaulay Culkin was in my school. Um, oh, lots yeah. of uh, some of the Cosby kids. Whoa, the most yeah, all sorts of professions. But then also, so you're a like of... you're like plays that you did were probably like fucking like they were probably like a you know they probably these are next level high school plays. I would guess you would think, but no, because all the actors at the school didn't want to do lowly school plays. Oh. So the school was about a third actors a third ballet dancers, and a third virtuoso musicians. Ah, okay. Like uh, incredible violinists and pianists. But the actors didn't want to do the plays at the school because that was beneath us. Mm -hmm. And the dancers didn't want to do the plays at the school because... Well, they were stuck up and they didn't <laughs> they didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all the musicians who did the plays. Oh, interesting. And they were terrible. Oh, they that's are, great. They are not actors. I'm glad to know someone else, because I, I went to art school. Someone else knows about 17-year-old dancers. Mostly what they like to do is smoke cigarettes and be contemptuous of others. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I went to prom with one. Yeah. <laughs> regular cigarettes or cloves? Regular cigarettes. 100% okay. regular cigarettes. Are, yeah. are cloves legal anymore? I don't believe they exist. Do they? That's a great question. I don't know whether the clove. I mean, I would yeah. guess that maybe today's sullentine is more interested in, you know, jewels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Vapes. maybe they've just been kind of replaced, you know, in the culture. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if cloves are outlawed or if it's. Uh, Boy, yeah, they were good. I don't know. Yeah, I've had to use regular cigarettes to mull my wine, so. Right. <laughs> is there a like is there like a a big musical theater role that you've like always wanted to play? Is there like a that maybe you haven't gotten to do that there's like is there like a dream role that you would want to do at some point? Well, so uh boy, I mean, sure, uh but I guess the the most disappointment I had was uh, so I was in Les Misérables as a kid. I, okay. I played young Gavroche on the national tour. Oh whoa! I did it, cool. Did it for a year and a half. Dang. It was okay. Probably the peak of my whole life. I was twelve years old, and it's been <laughs> downhill from there. But then, as a as an adult, as a grown man, I went and re auditioned. I, I auditioned for Les Mis to be in Les Mis on Broadway, and I was terrible. I I didn't even get a call back. And I was so down on myself because this is a show I had already been in before. Right. And now I couldn't even get to the second round of it anymore as a grown up. Did you think about just like auditioning for the same child part, but doing it like <laughs> on your knees, dwarf style? <laughs> like putting shoes on the ground and God. kneeling on them, dwarf you know, style? I saw, <laughs> I saw the most incredible all dwarf production of Company. <laughs> right. It was just extreme. You have not heard. Mm-hmm those lyrics oh, wow. until you've heard them with <laughs> shoes <laughs> on knees. <laughs> was the conceit of the Dorf home videos, because they were home videos. They were right? home videos starring Tim so, Conway. Yes. You're, we're getting to the bottom of what we know about Dorf. We talk but, about Dorf a lot on this show. But the, con- the conceit was simply that he was short. Is that is that it? I think, I think that was, that's was that correct. The, well, he had a like, comedy premise. Easily yeah. hurt too, I believe. Oh, I think okay, he got okay. kind of like knocked around, like a oh. like a hemophiliac, like he bruised. <gasps> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> short <florid>. hemophiliac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Particularly florid. But would you say is Les Misérables is that your dream, or are you like I want to Sweeney Todd or nothing? I mean, Les Mis is my favorite show of all wow. times. Just so it's so. It's, it's just so where you much. smoked your first glove. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, momentous moments in my life while while in Les Mis. I got to see America. I got to. Uh, we went to 26 different cities on the tour, and I befriended one of the dudes on the crew who would take me around to amusement parks and comic book sh- shops in every single city we went to, and cool. we spent a lot of time together. In fact, probably. I don't know. Probably parents would have questioned how much time we spent together. <laughs> Me and this forty-year-old dude, but he—he he was great, and and I got a comic book collection out of it, and I saw saw oh, yeah. the world. And it was do you awesome. still have those lame Miz comic books uh, stashed <laughs> I somewhere? I do. What's in there? What's in the What's in the box? I got, I got them. I got. I just got them. Uh, what do you call it? Is it bricked or, or bag or bag slab, and boarded? Slab, slab. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some of them. I got a Fantastic Four number one. Whoa. But it's cool. in the worst condition. The yeah. whole f- half of the cover is ripped off. So, Sam, I think that you, speaking of Les Mis comic books, I think you're in a unique cultural position to kickstart 
a comic book based on Les Mis. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. In what style, though? Like, would it be a like a, a grittier? Well, you can't get much oh, grittier than my first yeah, thought is Asterix and Obelix. <laughs> right. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, right. It's just a Frank Miller type thing where everything's you know where you play that into the Valjeanverse where we <laughs> oh, there's get to multiple see Valjeans? multiple Valjeans. Uh... <laughs> one stole a loaf of bread, and one is a, a pig who stole a loaf of bread. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> one's like an anime character who stole a loaf of bread, a cowboy who stole a loaf of bread. Every possible. Every possible Valjean from across the multiverse. I could see a Watchmen type thing where just one of the characters is really meditating on the nature of superpowers and humanity right. in the mm-hmm. castle on a cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I like it. I like to go there when I sleep. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. I was. It's it's funny talking about talking about college. I was having a I was having a college based memory. That involved you, Jesse. Do you... Did you go to college together? We did. Yeah, Jesse yeah. was my RA. That's true. I did not know that. Jordan yeah. was the co-host of my college radio show. I'm sure you talked about this hundred times on the show, but was he a good RA? He was the best. He was the really? best. He, if somebody was smoking a smoking a bowl or playing a hand drum, Jesse would Jesse would press their face into the side <laughs> of the building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking hate perps <laughs> yeah he hates perps <laughs> jesse was a total narc uh no jesse was a great ra he planned he planned activities for us he was very chill i think our you know our hall in college was the performing arts hall so like i think there was less like hard partying and more just intense vibes yeah sure just a lot of like a lot of loud rent sing-alongs Mm-hmm. Oh wow! If that paints a picture for sure you, sure it does. Yeah. Sure it does. And one guy who was constantly knocking on my door for large size condoms. Yeah. <laughs> and if I was out of the large ones, he would just get sad and leave. Sorry, was man. I, I couldn't your... go down to the swimming hole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless I had my. <laughs> was that part of your RA responsibility? You had to stock condoms. Yeah, you, you had did, to. Yeah. You had to pass out condoms. I don't remember that from my RA in college. The thing is, is if you attach, you, some people would just put them in a basket on their door or something like that, so they wouldn't have to know who was doing it. Right. But uh, the problem is that then just someone would take them all for sex. Oh. Right. Or just well, like to hoard. Sex. Yeah. For po- the possibility of sex. Not that all these helped. people were in acapella groups, so they weren't all fucking. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. If your RA doesn't have condoms, go find a guy in an acapella group. He's got them. Yeah. <laughs> what was... Um, they hate. They hate conception. Right. <laughs> There's one <thing>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Acape- yes. Acapella groups do it raw is what they... <laughs> With the bumper sticker I've seen. No says. instruments, no rubbers. <laughs> I like Sam that you knew not to pronounce the R at the end of the world. Just let that okay. vowel float. Yeah. Let that carry the note, Sam. That's right. <laughs> Jordan, what was the college memory? Yeah, I was remembering. Oh, yeah. Do you so there was a near our campus, there was a like strip mall Chinese food place where we would go with like the dudes. And we would get, I think we called, I don't know if it was what it was called or we just called it that, but it was called Chinese Banquet. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing where like everybody, you, you know, you pay 15 bucks and then. Yeah. And the, it was the more people you brought, the more dishes you got or something like that. Right. 
Right, yeah. So if you could like rally a group of, you know, 10 people to come to this thing, you know, you would get to just try everything on the menu. Little like, and sometimes they would bring out like bonus stuff. Like sometimes you're like, oh, you know, they would just bring out a sweet and sour pork you didn't order. And then you were fucking thrilled. For a college kid, that's amazing. This was our first taste of eating at a restaurant in Brooklyn and uh, being podcasters that someone who works there listens to their podcast. (laughs) Sure, Yeah. yeah. How about a free appetizer? They would say. Yeah. Oh, sweet. God. That's the main good thing about being a podcaster, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Once in a while, you get a free appetizer in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the big perk. Yeah. I love it. But, I mean, appetizers in Brooklyn are pretty expensive. For so sure. Yeah. yeah. You're saving literally $17,000 a year. <laughs> if you're going to get some appetizers, go to Brooklyn. Those are going to be great. It's not yeah. just going to yeah, be, sure. you know, roasted uh, Brussels sprouts. Everybody's, that's 15 years ago. They got new no, shit. Yeah, they haven't, they, haven't, they haven't done that for years. Yeah. Yeah. They're roasting uh, nickels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a nice balsamic reduction. Some chili crisp. You know, one of the one of the great sadnesses of being someone who lives alone is the like you cannot there's certain cuisines you can't enjoy in that way, you know, like ordering a bunch of Indian food doesn't really make sense for one person, yeah. you know, like That's a really good and point. just like ordering one dish is fine, but it's not like how you want to eat. And you're like, Jordan, you're a pretty legendary solo diner. You're my solo dining hero. Thank you. You introduced me to the solo fans, mm-hmm. which is where you go, you're in an unusual town, you go to a fancy restaurant and eat there by yourself while you read a book. Wow, you can do that? At the, I love it. Yeah, yeah at the bar, you bring a great, book. great, Sam. It's, it's so, so awesome. I, I did would, it in I, Copenhagen. I've never tried such I did a it thing. at a three Michelin star restaurant in Copenhagen. Whoa. Like I had, I don't drink, so the the fanciest meal is pro- that I can buy is like a hundred bucks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But like I did that, I went to a restaurant where one person's food costs a hundred dollars if they're not drinking. Fucking sat there and read a James Baldwin book or something. It was great. Wow, that sounds just yeah. amazing. But you maybe like just the thought of that. It, that's something you wouldn't normally do, Sam. No, it, much like the 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 half load of laundry. It just seems <laughs> it seems it, it seems incomplete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna go in, you gotta have a second, or else you're you're wasting yeah. the the bread appetizer. And yeah, they yeah. gotta bring you the. They're not gonna bring you just like a half portion of butter. They're gonna give you the whole thing of butter for your bread, and you're gonna waste half of it. I can't eat a you're whole right. thing you're of butter. It makes sense, Jordan. You're it's right. incomplete. It's like having an acapella Pella group without a white guy beatboxing. Uh, I did. I did beatbox. So, you know, there's been just these, this other kind of memory of like my first couple years in LA, like there being these like Thai restaurants that would stay open till 3 Mm a.m. and you could just, and they would just serve alcohol past, you know, you could just like sit at that Thai restaurant and eat all sorts of stuff and drink till 3 a.m. And that being just a a really nice memory of like my first couple years in LA and then I was like thinking about that Chinese banquet and how I like haven't I haven't gotten that eating experience in a long yeah. time. They just like a bunch of people, a bunch of dishes, plopping a bunch of stuff on the plate. Anyway, I don't have like a, a hilarious end to this, but it was just it was just a really I don't know. I was having I was wistfully thinking about eating a lot of Chinese food. Can I suggest something, Jordan? Yeah. Cause I think you have what it takes for this. Okay. I think you've got the heart. Mm-hmm. I think you should go to a nice Indian restaurant. Okay. I think I'm with you here. Indian food's the way to go for this. Right. A nice Indian restaurant. Just Jordan and a book. Okay. 
what's a book you've been reading? Maybe a novel you've checked out recently. Yeah. Um, Rabbit say... Run by John Updike. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Atlas Shrugged, but yeah. <laughs> Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> Grab my dog-eared copy of Atlas Shrugged. Uh, yeah. I, I carry with me of course, sure. it's, it's, since high it's school. It's a defining book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's 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 my Bible. It's my Bible. <laughs> I mm. love mm. I love Atlas Shrugged so much, Jordan, mm. that I have a dog-eared copy of the DVD. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you don't fold the TV. How do you watch it? <laughs> so, Jordan, you take mm-hmm. your copy. Who is John Galt? <laughs> you take your copy of Rabbit Run by John mm-hmm. Updike. Right. It's a novel about a guy being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I read like half of that. I was like, this guy's just a fucking dick. Is that Jesse, what the moral of his story is? That it's was a fucking all asshole. Novels, Fuck this guy. That was all novels until 1997. That's true. That's true. That was what a novel was. <laughs> That's why we all read Beloved in high school. It's like people are like, oh, it's just everyone has the same multicultural. It's because that was the only one that only had yet one. been written about a different subject. <laughs> right. Besides a guy being a dick and you're supposed to like him or something. Identify with him anyway. So you got your copy of Rabbit Run, beautifully right. written. Mm-hmm. Really can craft a sentence, John Updike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sit down at that Indian restaurant. I don't I don't feel yeah. like he's gonna be ordering the tikka masala. That seems too 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 plain, too ordinary. That's where you're wrong. Hey, Sam, I hate to correct you, but this is my scenario. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, and, you're right. I'm sorry. Sorry right. to jump in. <laughs> How dare you <laughs> on this fantasy made How up scenario you. for your co-host. <laughs> the first well, look, there's truth and there's lies, okay? Mm, yeah. Sam? Yep. Wow. Okay. PolitiFact says, pants on fire for Sam Regal. <laughs> He's not going to order <laughs> Okay. First of all, you order yourself the chicken tikka masala. <laughs> okay. Because you, it's comfort food. Because you know what? Sam says I shouldn't. This is, this is the national dish of Britain for a reason. Mm. It's the cheeseburger of England. Because it's as good as a cheeseburger. Fucking chicken Mm -hmm. tikka masala is a great dish. Don't let the fact that it's quote unquote inauthentic keep you from ordering it. Then order 15 other things. Just (laughs) you and 16 dishes sitting Mm -hmm. down at that fucking table. And when when that fucking waiter looks at you and says, so you said the, uh... And then lists all those fucking curries, right. uh-huh. all those different curries and samosas and pakoras, all the different items, the paneer. <laughs> the, oh, the, you go order two different lassies. I want you to order a Man, salty wow. lassie and a sweet lassie. Mm-hmm. Not just a mango lassie. Right. Get a plain lassie. Mm-hmm. You order 16 different things. Uh-huh. The waiter lists them back to you, quietly incredulous. You just say, exactly, thank you. Mm. Then you oh, you crack that spine, mm-hmm. and you find out why Rabbit's cheating on his wife. <laughs> I don't leave the until the, asshole. the book's done or the food's gone. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. I'm going to do it. You don't have I'm to order. Good. You don't have to eat it all. Yeah, I'm not trying to burst your bubble physically. Mm-hmm. I'm just suggesting... You have it all out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And this isn't, look, I'm not, this is a nice restaurant, but 
we're still this is a two hundred fifty dollar project. You have two hundred fifty dollars. Right. Like uh, I can get it. Yeah, <laughs> I can get it by the end of the week. I can get it by the end of the week. <laughs> Just Jordan. Yeah, give me. If you give don't me, have give it me, now, more, give me a couple more days. Yes, I can get it. Jordan, if you don't yeah. have it now. Just go down to the swimming pool after dark, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'll put something up on Craigslist. You'll have it quick, fast. Cool. <laughs> Just, you have it all. You have you can make little corners on your plate. You can have them bring you new plates. Because mm-hmm. you're spending $250 plus tip, right. and I want you to tip generously. Sure. This Have them bring you new plates as necessary. They'll be glad to do it. They don't want you mixing up too many curries. So uh, yeah. may I ask something? Does this, Jordan, <laughs> Go ahead, does this Sam. sound like indulgent over the top to you? Like too much make you uncomfortable? Or is this just like, that sounds like self-care. Like that sounds like a good, a, a good day for myself to just be, be me and be happy in my own skin for a day. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think I could consider it as right as that, as, as, you know, just an extreme form of self care. And these are extreme times. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah. yes, I mean, we should care for ourselves. Not since the late 1990s extremely. have things been so extreme. Right. It's the moistest of times, the yep. extremest of times. <laughs> yeah. It's from Atlas uh-huh. Shrugged. <laughs> the famous opening, opening uh-huh. lines uh-huh. of Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think mainly what I'm worried about is the trip to the bathroom. Mm, after. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're eating be... a medium. Okay, can I mm-hmm. add a can I add a little wrinkle to this? Sure. Okay, so you've ordered 16 items mm-hmm. plus the tikka masala. Right. You've got two lassies, and you're going to want to go ahead and order some of those Indian desserts mm. that, let's be honest, mostly make sense to Indian people. <laughs> make perfect sense to them. To me, too many raisins. I don't know what it is. But you order all these things. Mm-hmm. All these things. Eat a normal... I mean, you can eat a generous meal, but eat a normal amount of food. Right. Just a little dollop of each. Tip generously. Mm-hmm. Leave. You're feeling like a king. You make a normal BM at home. <laughs> okay. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> okay. Next week, let's say you did this on Thursday night. I think okay. this is a good Thursday night activity. Sure, yeah. You're not going to want to mess up anybody's date night, you know? Thursday night mm-hmm. activity. Next Thursday night, you go back. Okay. Oh, this is a waiter recognizes dad. you. All the waiters recognize you. This is the guy who ordered 16 different dishes mm-hmm. plus the tikka masala, mm-hmm. four naans. Garlic naan, plain naan, cheese naan. Non blondes, four non blondes. (laughs) (laughs) They know you. Mm -hmm. You're distinctive looking. Sure. Maybe they've seen you down at the swimming hole. I don't know. Yeah. He wore that silly hat. But you're a. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I am right. (laughs) I'm wearing, yeah, I'm wearing the Mickey ears that I got at Disneyland Uh in 1987 (laughs) with my name embroidered on them. Uh One of those those tiny Mm -hmm. top hats. It like goes right. it just askew on, on your side, head, just a tiny, jaunty, like yeah. a four inch mm-hmm. diameter. Jordan, you go there, eat all the food. Next Thursday night, you go back. Everybody sees you, their eyes light up. Here's the guy, right? The waiter comes over, he asks you what you want. You ask, is it okay to order a lunch special for dinner? <laughs> right. <laughs> Love it. 
can I get Love the it. lunch special for dinner? Do you yeah, have any you, wraps? That, that's that's how you that's how you can kind of do that. You can kind of get more than one thing with that lunch special. Yeah. Sam, what's your favorite group eat cuisine? If you've got ten fucking people, where are you going? Korean barbecue, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because it's, yeah, right. it's interactive, it's good, mm-hmm. and I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just not a connoisseur or don't know enough to know, but. I don't think I've ever had a bad Korean barbecue. Like even the bad ones seem good, right? Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a really fair point. I think Korean barbecue, look, there's there's great Korean barbecue. You know? There's mm-hmm. there's places where you're just like, I can't believe I'm eating food this good. Yeah. Sure. But the like in Topeka in a strip mall, there's a mm-hmm. Korean barbecue place that we could all go to right now and we'd have a perfectly good meal. We'd be we sure. have no complaints about it. Also it. also it presents it presents possibilities, right? So mm. at, le- at least in the major cities, we go to Korean barbecue. Usually there's also maybe a Korean karaoke place nearby, one of the private room yep. karaoke places. So if the night goes great, Hell yeah. people want to keep it going, you can just uh, you can just have your normal BM and then go yeah. down to the karaoke place. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about being at the Korean barbecue mm-hmm. and having a big group of people is if it's just, you and one other person or two other people, you know, you're getting like pork belly and bulgogi or something. Right. These are classics. These are the chicken tikka masalas of the Korean barbecue, and they're classics for a reason. Nobody is uh, bulgogi is great. That's sure. why it's so popular. It is, yeah. But if there's eight people there, somebody orders the bulgogi, somebody orders the pork belly, somebody order. You know what I mean? That's and, it. Yeah. That's and then the, you're that's the... and then you just go. All right, give me the squids. Yeah. You know, give sure. me the, you just pick some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, there's no pressure on you. The bulgogi's ordered. You can pick any goddamn thing on that menu. <laughs> and I say, do it. And then you head across the street and everybody starts singing. Do you hear the people <laughs> sing? <laughs> yeah. Brings the fucking karaoke yep. house down. The karaoke. Singing a song <laughs> the libraries over. are loaded with Les Mis songs. Yeah. You know <laughs> that Sam, Sam always goes count. over there. Bring Sam's him over home. there. You got. Uh... I have a castle <laughs> on a cloud. Yep, they got it in English. They got it in Korean. They got it. <laughs> Just <laughs> playing it over a video of somebody riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yep, absolutely. As it was intended by Victor Hugo. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, want to take a little break so I can make a normal PM? <laughs> then... We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I mean, at this point, if you don't know that Maximum Fun is brought to you by the members of Maximum Fun, let's get your act together. This is a membership organization, Jordan. We rely Mm -hmm. on these members. We're grateful for all of them. We need them. Oh, God, we need them. Like a vampire needs blood. Give us your sweet, sweet blood at MaximumFun.org slash join. (laughs) We're also this week supported by the folks at Stitch Fix. Now, Jordan, when a problem comes along, what do we do? You must stitch it. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Stitch as the great Fix, Mark Mothersbaugh once said. As the great mo- of, of Stitch Fix. Mark, Stitch Mark Fix. Mothersbaugh of, of Stitch Fix. You know, Jordan, it's hard picking out clothes. Yeah. You know, even for me, look, I'm a professional menswear expert. 
But uh, even for me, it's sometimes it's hard to pick out clothes. What if you had a personal stylist to pick out stuff that's going to fit you and fits exactly the kind of fits you like to rock? Yeah, that's what Stitch Fix does. It's uh, it's, a, it's a really great service. We use it. We love it. Whether you need refined workwear or casual basics, Stitch Fix can help elevate your look. Here's what you do. You schedule a Stitch Fix. You got a style expert. You take a fun quiz. You send them the kind of stuff you like. You send them your sizes, various like, you know, situations you might be in and clothes those situations might require. Locked in a reefer room. For instance, yeah, yeah you si- the sizes, your price range, and then they send you this great box of stuff, and you try it on. If you like it, you keep it. If not, you send it right back. And uh, there's another great feature uh, called Stitch Fix Freestyle, which I've used a couple times recently. That's uh, kind of between those boxes they send you. If you just need, uh, you know, you need a you need a shirt, you need you need a new pair of jeaners. You go on there, and that personal style store uh, is up there for you. You can just buy a couple of pieces, and again, if you don't like it, very easy to send back. Uh, so to get started, take a style quiz so Stitch Fix can learn your preferences from your favorite colors to preferred fits and price ranges. Get started today by filling out your freestyle quiz at stitchfix.com slash jjgo and get free shipping and returns. That's stitchfix.com slash jjgo. This podcast is sponsored also by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know, we talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. This month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. Now, Jordan, I went through some some really heinous uh, mental health-related stuff over the past few years, and I was grateful that I had a therapist during that time. I was also, Jordan, grateful that I had a therapist before that, so that when something like that came up, I was both forearmed with strategies for managing my own mental health and already in a relationship with someone I trusted when I really needed heavy-duty, serious help. Therapy isn't just for when you're in a crisis. It is also great to build your capacity in case a crisis comes along and to build a relationship that can help you in a crisis and, frankly, just help you with your everyday, day-to-day bullshit. We all have to deal with that. Yeah, it's out there, and and BetterHelp could be a great option for you if you want some virtual online therapy. Lots of ways to get therapy, Jordan. Go to your community clinic, go to a local practitioner. A lot of folks get hung up on those things, and BetterHelp is a very easy way to get them. You can even do text chat or audio chat with your therapist where you don't even have to turn that camera on. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Jordan Jesse Go listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JJGo. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JJGo. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Sam Regal. I'm a tall glass of water. Yes, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Did I talk about you? On five, the six? Show? <laughs> <laughs> five, six, five, seven? Glasses of water are subjective. Yeah. I'm, I'm six feet tall. Really? Yes, but I always play short characters on my 
my podcasty thing. Well, on, on you know how to make money. The money's in Dorfin, baby. <laughs> I dorf. <laughs> you I'm dorf a prof- you're an audio dorfer. I'm an audio dorfer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an audio dorfer. So when wow. people when people meet me in IRL, they're always mm-hmm. astounded with how right. tall I am because That's I so only funny. play gnomes and things. You there. know how Jordan? You know how I produced that show with uh, Pee Wee Herman? I do. Wait, what? You know how I got that show? You know how I got that job hmm. as that producer? Right before he died, I had booked a producer job. I had pitched Tim Conway on a dwarf cast. Right. Oh, and then. <laughs> They he passed away, but he too. shared a management with, with right. Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman, mm-hmm. and that's how I ended up. Wow. Yeah. Famous. Because yeah. Paul had said, get me the dwarf guy. Right. <laughs> that's you. Yeah. That was me oh, at man. the time. They should do a gritty reboot of dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Did I? I have a question. Did I talk on the podcast the last time that Frank I was Miller's on steroids? Frank Miller's dwarf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this town needs a change, a very small change. <laughs> this town needs this town needs something different. Pretty Golf soon, bloopers. <laughs> pretty soon I'm not going to be the only one who's down on my knees. It's going to be you begging for mercy. <laughs> and you put your knees in dick. little shoes. <laughs> and make it look like I'm falling off a speedboat. <laughs> Uh, did I talk about the last time that I was on steroids? Did I talk no, about it on Jordan please. Jesse Go? Yeah, I'm fucking it. juiced up on roids yeah. right now. I just want mm-hmm. you guys to know that. I don't right. I don't look, it's not a whole bit. It's just the reality is that I'm juiced up on roids right now. Are is for, are you trying to for, buff up for, or are you, are you trying... <laughs> Well, I've been pelotoning since I got my own TV <laughs> show. Sure, sure, sure. Well, this is a thing, this is a treatment for migraine headaches. When you get in what they call medication overuse or uh Basically, there gets to be a point where if you take your medication too much, you get a headache for not having taken your medication. Uh-huh. So you have to do something to break that cycle. And uh, they give you steroids. And The uh, thing I that got breaks in, the cycle is competitive yeah. weightlifting? I, yes. <laughs> and uh, I got... Uh, this is why there are no migraines in East Germany, Sam. Mm. <laughs> I, I got in a disagreement with my wife, which is very rare situation that i get in a disagreement she and i you know sam she and i have been together since we were did um acapella acapella in high school (laughs) sure sure and i beatboxed (laughs) and i was the sixth pentatonic oh (laughs) yeah they were hexatonics for a while (laughs) no they were called (laughs) pentatonics and that's why one of us had to go oh Mm. yeah it is a better name so I, my wife and I got in a disagreement and I stalked downstairs, we upper level, stalked downstairs and went into the bathroom because I had to pee. And I tried to lift the toilet seat, but the toilet seat was incorrectly installed and I forgot that it was incorrectly installed. So it was a little too far back towards the tank. So it would always fall down. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get it to go in the negative angle you need for it to stay put. Sure. And it was constantly falling down. And it, we had put it in maybe a few weeks before. And it was always falling down. And I forgot when I went in there to pee. And I already had was unzipped and so forth. And <laughs> I was mad. Like I was really steaming mad. But I was stuck. I couldn't 
pee and hold up the thing while I was mad because it just wasn't going to do it. And I was on steroids. So I <laughs> ripped the toilet seat Holy off. shit. Wow. <laughs> Does it give you strength? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it really happened. Okay. I don't know wow. what. Wow. Is being on steroids the same as when your child is pinned under a car? <laughs> is that... It's possible, wow. now that I think about it, it's possible that he didn't say prednisone. He said PCP. Oh. <laughs> and you gotta, you got, got you gotta the... pay attention when you're at the doctor. You never yeah. know I these. ripped it off. Wow. Like wow. screws went flying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell your wife immediately or just leave it for her to I find left this it sort there. of like a warning? I left it there so she, <laughs> as a warning. <laughs> Sort of like you you put the the tiger's entrails out at the edge of the village, yeah. So the other tigers know not to. Is that how you keep tigers away from your village? <laughs> I don't know. I've never. My whole honestly, family now was killed by tigers. We have no yeah. idea. <laughs> yes. If you, you know, know if, you, if you figure it out, let me know. It's yeah. really it's really trial and error. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. Uh, some of us were killed by tigers. Uh, honestly, uh, I had this problem. I, my dad got killed by a tiger. Uh, we so we put the but we took care of the tiger. We put the entrails out around the edge, and we're like, we are not gonna let. I'm never gonna let my mom get killed by a tiger. Sure, and it worked, but she did get killed by a serval. Mm. Oh no! It did <laughs> one of its famous <laughs> long jumps. Yeah, beautiful. Did cats. a long beautiful jump. Cats, amazing. Yeah, the gorgeous beasts. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> strength anyway jordan sam yes we've been talking on the program recently about media proffered in inappropriate contexts the classic example being my wife going to an eighth birthday party and seeing the shining <laughs> it might have been a ninth birthday party now that i think about it it was an wow. under 10 birthday party <laughs> they were showing it to the children or this yes was... oh to the children God. yes i mean it's a fine it's a masterpiece of cinema Sure. Brian has in- <laughs> yeah, did those kids know that? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we wanted to see Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> wow. uh, Brian has informed us that we have a call about this that involves the Unitarian Universalist Church. Oh, okay. um, so I don't know what could be inappropriate in that church where basically anything goes, as I understand it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. I... Can you pause this, Brian? Sorry. Uh, did you guys hear the long, sad intake of breath? Yes. <laughs> I want to be clear. Brian could have edited that out. <laughs> but instead... It's important for tone. <laughs> Maybe he had left a few message, uh, you know, like rehearsals before and wasn't hmm. pleased with them and decided to re-record. And this was like takes five or something. And he was just like... He's like, finally, somebody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, when he uh, for a second, Brian probably thought he had called in. Mm. <laughs> okay, go ahead and press play, Brian. I was listening to your uh, inappropriate media exposure discussion today, and you mentioned the Unitarian Universalist uh, Church, and that reminded me that uh, in what was essentially junior high school as a fourteen-year-old, I and my fellow biology, uh, basically all the students in my class, uh, were given sex education for a week. 
which involved watching Unitarian Universalists produced uh, film strips, which were essentially hardcore porn. What? They basically showed, okay, this is a naked person, this is uh, a penis, this is a vagina, and this is, you know, basically the different things you could do with those, all of this, you know, actual color photos, but in a classic school film strip form. And let's see, uh, the weirdest thing, I mean, of, other than like as a 14-year-old seeing, you know, adult-sized penises and stuff was intimidating, but also I remember there was a uh, black woman who had enormous hoop earrings, which I just kept wearing with tear during sex. <laughs> anyway, love the show. Take care. Keep it up. I have to say this about this call. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to know what it means to basically be in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, he <laughs> right. was in middle school. Yeah. It's a long story. Te- I lived on a boat. And, uh, anyway, he was uh, he was he was common law in in yeah. middle school. He's like he's like you know in Brazil the rules about what grade is what are different. Mm-hmm, sure, yeah. You do three quarter years. They're on a quarter system. But more than that, I think he is describing this as inappropriate to me. I have two data points about the Unitarian Universalist, three data points about the Unitarian Universalist Church. One, I believe Benjamin Franklin was a Unitarian Universalist. Hmm. And I think anyone who's read the autobiography of Benjamin Franklin knows that whatever he does, we should do because he's fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the amount of shit that guy did with his own weird set of reasons that he explains, God, he's fucking unreal, that guy. Not necessarily all that good, sure. but just unbelievable. Like, yeah, just do it to it, dude, <laughs> is my reaction. Just you do you, man. Way to invent a country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's data point number one. Okay. Data point number two is these 13, 14-year-olds seeing the hardcore sex. Hoop earrings and all. You know, danger be damned. It's number two. Number three, Maria Bamford goes to Unitarian Universalist Church. So according to these three data points, Unitarian Universalist is by far the best church. Sounds like it fucking rules. It seems like it's okay, like, you know, to show kids pornography if it has, like, you know, it sounds like it had a really educational tone. It was kind of like, here is a naked person. Here Mm -hmm. is a penis. This is a pizza guy. This Mm -hmm. is a stepmom. (laughs) 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 <laughs> you know, just very clinically laying yeah. out. This is a horny cougar. Yeah. <laughs> just this the, the pool basic, guy. The, this is a horny serval. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, do you wow. have do you have anything in this category? Do you have a weird movie you had to watch? One hundred percent, Jordan. Or... I was sure you were going to ask Sam if he had a favorite type of pornography. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> what do you do, Sam? <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, when you're home alone, wait, waiting right. to have a full I mean, washing machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I learned all my sex education from Dorf Does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the episode. Title of the episode. I think my. <laughs> <laughs> 
my my last uh, my last day of high school, I was mm-hmm. the teacher. The teacher didn't want to do anything because it's the last day of high school. Or no, yeah. middle school. Middle school. Right. Much different. Much worse. Essentially, essentially, middle essentially school. middle school. Yes, essentially this middle school. was so yeah. in Virginia. That's mm-hmm. eighth grade. Mm-hmm. They just showed us the movie Sybil. Now I with I Sybil am... Shepherd and Christine Baranski <laughs> on CBS, oh, yeah. a different a different movie. Uh, Sybil is about multiple personality that would be... disorder. Oh, okay, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and we were I guess we were old enough to understand what that is. It just felt like a a strange like a... way to end my middle school career <laughs> <laughs> by watching watching a sort of not a horror a psychological uh, thriller I guess right about multiple personalities. And then I mean, there, at the end school? of the movie, at the end of the day, they were like, all right, middle school's over. Go home. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. it. Because, you know, maybe in middle school, you are going through so many mood swings. Maybe it feels like you sure. have multiple. So maybe it was a metaphor. I guess. But they should have you know showed me summer school or something, you know. Like, <laughs> right. You know, something a little bit <laughs> related to yeah, Ski patrol. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> License to drive. You know what <laughs> I'm remembering I saw in middle school is Silkwood. Whoa. I saw okay. Silkwood yeah, in yeah. middle school. Shoot. That's pretty yeah. fucking real. Totally. Yeah. God. yeah. They should have showed us Sybil with <laughs> Christine Baranski and <laughs> Sybil Shepard. <laughs> this, the entire the fucking show. great show. I listened to Christine Baranski the other day on uh, Fresh Air. Mm-hmm. You know, she grew up sharing a room with her grandmother who did Polish comedy. Wow. Had her own Polish radio comedy show, and Sybil Shepherd goes. She wrote it with her friend. Hmm. Wow, fucking sure. great, Christine Baranski, <laughs> a legend. She's legendary. Amazing. Now, Brian, we Jordan on the program recently presumed, asserted mm. that there are people in our audience walking cats on leashes. <laughs> now, obviously, this was true. I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying I'm not trying to disagree yeah. with Jordan. It's obviously the case that many Jordan Jesse Go listeners walk cats on leashes. <laughs> there are some who don't. They walk rabbits on leashes. <laughs> sure, and some of them just have that <laughs> that leash that looks like there's an invisible dog. <laughs> they should take it to the dog park. Ah, uh, the sharper image catalog. Yeah, just trying to meet people. <laughs> they just walk things from the sharper image catalog. <laughs> Wait, Sam. Do you imagine that you that you buy like in the sharp sharper image catalog with an invisible dog leash maybe, and like chattering teeth? Maybe I'm and confusing this with the magic shop or the Joy Sky Buzzers. Mall catalog. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of the Sky Mall catalog. Yeah, you're probably thinking of Sky Mall. That was the one with the trick bubble gum. <laughs> The extra spicy chewing gum was in Sky Mall. You know what? You're thinking of international mail. Ah, yes. That's where they had the yeah, yes, the flower that shoots water out of it. X-ray glasses. X-ray glasses. Yeah. Brian, somebody called in to tell us about how and why they do this. So can you play the call? You can skip right past the long, sad sigh. Hi, uh, guys. This is Joyce. Uh, calling to answer Jesse's, not sorry, not Jesse's, Jordan. You might want to work on having the names that start with the same letter. <laughs> Fuck you, you know. Joyce. Your name starts with the same fucking letter. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jordan's question about uh, catwalkers. Um, Parsnip, who you have met at Max Fun East, uh, loves to go out and loves to go for walks, but will not touch the ground with her paws because it smells like dogs. 
So you were asking, are cats scared of things that might eat them? I think there are big cats that aren't, but the kind of cat that generally gets taken for walks is a small cat, like the one that you observed talking to the rooster who looked terrified. And um, so Parsnip likes to ride on human beings because she thinks it's safer there. But then she loves to go out and she'll sniff around and look at things and never once tries to jump down because she's terrified even of small birds. I uh, that's fairly representative. Thanks, guys. Bye. Now, I she's presuming that Parsnip the cat doesn't want to go on the ground because it smells like dogs. Mm-hmm. I can tell you why Parsnip the cat doesn't want to go on the ground. This is the cat. Fucking tiger entrails. Oh, yeah. Spread that tiger all around, mm-hmm. baby. I remember this cat. This was a this was a cat that came to Max FunCon East a number of years ago. And I think is part of a special breed that likes to be high up and therefore likes to ride around on humans. And this cat fucking rode me all day. <laughs> all day this cat rode me. Sounds like you were working on your day moves. I was but... working on my day moves, on my cat moves. It was a thrill. It was a real thrill being ridden around like a beast of burden by a tiny cat. Like a cat's oxen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, made to pull a plow <laughs> by a cat. Like a calm, steady mule. Right. That's all I all I want to be. Um, yeah, my cat, while very, you know, while very, uh, very affectionate, very personable, does not ride me around. And yeah, and I consider it a failing of hers. So I'd love to have a tiny goat. That'd be nice. Those you know will, what I mean? You know, like those a, will stand on you. Uh, That's what hurt. I mean, like a they mountain. Really yeah, it's the, ho- the hooves. Yeah, I did goat yoga once, and uh, my back was bloody, bloody and yeah. raw from goat, yeah. the goat Well, you're a hemophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> I bruise easily. Yeah. I do appreciate, Joyce, though, like when you were setting this call up, you got, you you were referring to people like like her as people who walk cats, people who walk cats on leashes, Mm -hmm. which is a very clinical description or whatever. She called them catwalkers, which is just the the coolest name I've ever heard. (laughs) Like a supermodel. Uh, Yeah. I'm a catwalker. Right. (laughs) What a controversy. For my cat. (laughs) Too sexy for my leash that is around my cat. A lot of controversy in the community about like who considers it like a thing about them and who mm. considers it their identity. Right. So like some people say I'm a person rich, with catwalking. <laughs> some people say I'm a catwalker. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. No servals. <laughs> JJ go at maximumfun.org. No always jump in, you know what I mean? With the fucking incredible jumps they do. Beautiful, Amazing. beautiful animals. Gorgeous, rare beautiful. beasts. Beautiful. Google beasts. Serval jump. You'll know what we're talking about. These <laughs> Serval jump, Jesse's mom. <laughs> it's on E-Bombs World. <laughs> Google Serval ride Jordan all day. <laughs> yeah, that's not on E-Bombs World, though. <laughs> It's on break.com. It's on break.com. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Check it out on Dig. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice, but we do see you doing it. Honk if you like to do it. <laughs> Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, yeah. honk if you did it? That's what it I was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. 
Why did we not ever make this? Those we are did delight. make them. I think they're still in the Max Fun store. <laughs> honk, honk. You're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, Biz. So are you. Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. Honk, honk. Toot, toot. La, la, la. I listen to Bullseye because Jesse always has really good questions. What did John Malkovich wear when he was 20? (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. There's always that moment where Jesse asks a question that the person he's interviewing has not thought of before. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me or acknowledged that to me, and that is so real. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sam Regal, dental impression mold. Oh, like that kind of gum? No. Like that kind of stuff they put in the tray? I have a dental impression. Oh. <laughs> you sure do. Uh, of you my sure teeth. Right you, where'd you get They're that? Beautiful. International mail from my, de- from my dentist. <laughs> you, do have, you do have nice choppers, Sam. <laughs> Can yeah. you tell which one's Look the real me? <laughs> no. <laughs> which one do I shoot? <laughs> ask, bo- ask both. <laughs> ask both a question that only yeah, Sam would so know the answer to. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bruce Lee like situation. <laughs> God, get those choppers in a hall of mirrors. Let's do this. Beautiful teeth. Beautiful Thank teeth. You. Yeah, uh, Sam, your show, The Legend of Vox Machina, is Machina. really good. Thanks. People, yes, I think. I think people will love it i think if they're fans super fans of the podcast obviously they'll be delighted but i think if you've never seen the podcast if you've never seen the video show uh you're gonna love this thing it's a funny swear filled D adventure the fighting looks fucking cool the singing is great i i really liked the show and i i i think i think our audience will like it too they should try it thank you so much some of the best animated beatboxing in the history of television <laughs> yep all the music is say. acapella and uh yeah and it is all beatbox based mm-hmm. and beatbox polka based. Hmm. Yeah. Sam, we're always thrilled to have you here. Every time you come on the program, I pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe I know the real <laughs> Phoenix Rush. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a thrill. I think to myself, oh, objection, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> does, yeah does, is there any Easter eggs in the, in the Amazon show? Does anyone object to anything? You know, is anything you know overruled? What? What? Legitimately, the, legitimately, there is a uh, uh, an Easter egg, a, a Phoenix Wright Easter egg in, no way. I think, the second episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a pose. My character strikes a pose that is very similar to a Phoenix Wright pose. I think I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, the show rules. Congratulations. Uh, Thanks, friends. I know it's a labor of love for y'all. So yeah, it is. It really yeah. turned out nice. Thanks. It's nice when good good people get to make their own television show and it's good. Mm-hmm. What's better than that? Not, I mean, not much. Not much. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> and legal <injury>. simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides that. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything. Yeah, but soon we'll listen. Soon the animated dwarf reboot will come. <laughs> That's my passion project. You know what? Let's just dwarf Vox Machina. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah.
Let's dwarf craft and PBS's craft in America. Mm, I'd love to. I'd love to see some of those weavers dwarfed. <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to work the levers on those looms? Hold on, I'm going to Google something. <laughs> dwarf Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, go ahead and Google Dwarf Stepmom Pizza Guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's Dwarf in this scenario? Is he the pizza guy? He's the I stepmom. Oh, no. Brian, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our dwarf, producer. Dwarf, my dad's going to be home any minute. <laughs> no, Dwarf. <laughs> dwarf, we're step-siblings. We, we can't, Dwarf. <laughs> I've got shoes on my knees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, if, you're gonna, if you put it that way, Dora. Yeah. Let's make it quick. <laughs> Jordan. Go on one of those websites and Google dwarf feet. <laughs> oh, no. No, I will not. I know those sites. Dwarf network. Dwarf network. Dwarf show knees on main. <laughs> uh, uh, Valerie Moffat is on the stream. Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer. Our theme music is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. <laughs> People don't know, don't even know what dwarf is. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, TV if they don't, commercials they had, we saw when we were twelve. If they don't, they turned off the podcast a long time ago. We should clear. They barely know who Ernest is. They don't know who dwarf is. Come on, Vern. Okay, two zero six nine eight four four fun or jjgo at maximumfun.org is the way to reach us. You can find us on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. Find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne. Uh, hashtag your tweets. Hashtag jjgo. I like to see the tweets. Jordan, you like to see those tweets? No. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> we no. We love like the, the tweets. tweets. We love the we tweets. Love tweet tweet. Mm-hmm. We say. Yeah. That's yeah. Sure. You think a Jordan? You think there's a Jordan Jesse Go listener out there that's owned a serval? Oh, I would love to know. I would love to know if anybody owns a a deadly beautiful serval. Give us a call two zero six nine eight four four fun. Let's hear about it. But what do you think? Do you think yes or no? Uh oh, that's um. I think yes. I do. Put it this way. Yeah. So we have a hundred listeners. <laughs> so what percentage of our listeners has had a serval? Well, to and 100. That's the number of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you would say that fraction, right? To 100. Yeah, exactly. To reduce it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I think we, yes, I think any kind of like unusual left of center cat culture, I think we probably have some listeners who participate in it. Think somebody's got a bobcat? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how legal they are, but I mean, I think if you can, you know, if you can. You get never a bobcat. been to an underground bobby club? <laughs> no, boy. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. That's the dream. If anybody has an invite, let me know. You don't need an invite. You just need some fucking tiger entrance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slosh him around. <laughs> See what happens. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.